you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Well, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence, too. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. And with one eagle slam, he'll lay you out on the floor. So listen up, it's time to go. It's the Kurt Angle Show. We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, I'll be answering all of your questions. And the question master is here with us today, and his name is Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I've been looking forward to this episode, Put you, putting you under fire, asking you all these great questions. This is under fire, all the you, fans' questions. This is it, man. But uh, before we get into that, we got a little bit ahead uh, recording-wise because we knew you were going away to Liverpool for a really, you know, look, what looked like to be a fantastic trip. Tell us all about it, man. How was your trip over there? Well, I toured six cities. Um, five of them were for the Kurt Angle Olympic Hero Tour. And one was for the convention, for the uh, for the Love of Wrestling convention. And the turnout was incredible. All six cities were awesome. These fans are incredible. They're great Kurt Angle fans, and I absolutely love them. Did uh, you hear any feedback? Are they listening to the Kurt Angle show? Did any of them mention Oh, that's to all you? they talked about. We love your podcast. Love your show, Kurt Angle. I was like, amen, brother. That's right. My show rocks, man. <laughs> and if you do, here's some chicken snacks that you can buy. I love I it. I forgot the chicken snacks. They oh, asked, no. A lot of them asked for them, and that's why I didn't bring them along. Oh, why okay. they can't get them over in Europe yet. And I said, it's coming. Eventually, okay. we'll have a distributor. Well, buddy, we uh, we have lots of questions, as you said, as we kick this one off. So we're going to jump into it. We collected them from social media. We have them from our ad-free shows uh, family as well. Uh, but I want to kick it off with someone that got to meet you over there, and that's Sam Blake, my buddy Sam. He said, Kurt, I got to see you while you were in Liverpool, and you spoke to you. And I spoke to you about my three-year-old daughter who watched your SmackDown triple threat versus Undertaker and Benoit, and she said she loved Kurt Angle. She also asked me if, it, if I was staying at Kurt's house and uh he said it was a true honor to meet you and I hope your operation on your knees goes well and you recover quickly thanks for the great podcast so there it is Sam That's thank you so act. much man you remember meeting yes. him I'm sure over there as, as well as so many yes I do I remember all of them they're incredible people over there uh, they're some of the best fans in the world Man, that's awesome. Well, Sam, there you go. And uh, I'm so glad you were finally able to meet Kurt and have a good time over there and uh, give your daughter an, an Olympic hug on behalf of your <laughs> Olympic, Olympic hero. hero. That's right. There you go. All right, here we go. Instagram, a wrestling historian is here. And he says that no way out 2003, it was strongly hinted that team angle took out edge backstage to get the advantage over Brock Lesnar and Chris Benoit. Was the plan for you and Edge to feud again once he came back after healing? And if so, why didn't it happen? Thanks, Kurt. 
Well, I think the reason why we even took Edge out is because he got injured and they wanted to keep the match, uh, uh, make it a handicap match. Brock and Benoit versus Team Angle, two versus three. But storyline-wise, we had to take Edge out. And that created a lot of heat for our team because if we took him out on the show, it made it look like we were the bad guys and we wanted to, you know, have the advantage. So, um, so there wasn't any plans for me to wrestle edge after that. It's just that edge got injured and we had to take him out. Okay. So no plans there. A great question, uh, from you, uh, uh, Instagram wrestling historian, man, he's always putting us over on social media and taking care of us there. So thank you. Yes. He's a great guy. Great guy. Love yep. Him. Yep. Phenomenal. Richie is up next and listen, Kurt, before we ask his question, I actually have a couple clips this week to play, uh, to help jar some memories for certain questions. And this is one of them. And this is around the Jay lethal X division title match, uh, that you had with him. So I'm going to play the clip and then I'm going to go ahead and ask Richie's question. So let's check it out. The monster best has to be drooling. He has to be just savoring what's coming up. And now you can see Kurt Angle. He had it, almost lost it. But look at this. Oh, wait a minute. The kid just has no quit in him. Two count. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, what has he got to do? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, there's another one. This time released. And again, the German suplex takes lethal, takes Black Machismo high into the air. And then the impact of that move as he comes crashing down across his head and across his neck. I mean, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Kurt Angle having a trouble getting to his feet now. Now he reaches in. Straps down. And as soon as Black Machismo gets up, you know that Angle is going to unleash that fierce offense again. Oh, he's going for it. He goes up. Oh, but look at this. Olympic slam. Roll through. Here oh, comes no. the ankle lock. Here he's he comes. Got it. Lethal going to take No, roll through. Two. What? 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 Ah, so there it is. And uh, let's uh, get into Richie's question. He says, were there any serious discussions with you having a run in TNA as uh, in the X Division? Your match with Jay Lethal for the X Division title was one of my favorites from that era and thought your style would gel well with the talent at that time. Well, when I started in TNA, the, the, the staple of the company was the X division. That was the most popular division in the company. And I would have loved to have been a part of it, uh, especially with my style. I had a different style than most of the X division guys. And I think I would have added to it. I would have made it more popular. And the crazy thing about that match is Jay Lethal wasn't supposed to beat me. <laughs> Tell us heat for that match. Uh oh. Now, now understand at this particular time, they wanted me to hold all the titles. So I was TNA World Heavyweight Champion. I was IWGP Champion. I was TNA Tag Team Champion. I was X Division Champion. They wanted all the gold around me. And I felt like, you know what? I, I want to give back to these guys. And I thought, you know what? Why not give put Jay Lethal over in the X Division? I thought it was a great idea. Of course, we got a little heat for it. And, uh, Jay Lethal didn't hold that title very long afterward. So uh, he ended up losing, I think, the next match. And uh, so that that's – I didn't get heat for it, but he did, and it was unfortunate. So what do you – you get in the ring and you just make the call in the ring and say, hey, you're going over, kid. 
Oh, beforehand, I, said, okay. I told him, I said, let's just not say anything. You know, don't tell anybody. Let's just put you over. And that's what I did. And I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. I'm sure he was eternally grateful, though, for giving him that moment, man. That's so cool. Hey, it was a great match, and it was a great moment. I yeah. thought it was awesome. It, it couldn't have been better. And, uh, uh, you know, Jay Lethal was such an incredible worker. I love working with him. And I knew we'd have a great match. And I just wanted to put the kid over. I, you know, I was holding all the gold. I didn't need all that gold. Yeah. I mean, how much gold can one man hold? That's the question for Kurt. Well, Angle. if there's a man that absolutely loves gold, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to hold the gold. That's for sure. Listen, and it was cool too, because the reaction from the announcers was kind of like, holy shit, what did we just see? <laughs> right. So I don't like, even know if they knew. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was real. And now look at this guy, Jay Lethal, still getting it done, doing his thing now with AEW slash ROH and, uh, He's uh he's trying he's trying to pick fights with Samoa Joe and it's it's that's gonna be fun to watch, uh so good stuff there. Fernando Diaz is up next and he says, Kurt, how many times has Kurt used the I want a gold medal with the broken freaking neck gimmick to win an argument against his wife? <laughs> <laughs> a million all, times. Have you ever won an argument against your wife? Maybe we should start there. Well, we would argue over, you know, uh, whether I would take out the trash or <laughs> I would clean the car. And uh, she'd say, hey, it's time to take out the trash. I'd say, I don't have to. I want to go medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> clean the car. I don't have to. I want to go medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> And then I've I used it at least a million times. <laughs> I somehow picture her just knowing her and from her podcast that you would get a quick F you uh, right oh, back. Oh, yeah. I, I got uh, many of those. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. She, she never lets me li live it down. She's oh, always yeah. going to be on me. Yeah. I love it. Oh, man. I bet you guys have some fun, uh, fun dialogue around the Angle House for sure. That's cool. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Uh, all right. What uh, Up next, Awful and Good Wrestling Podcast says... Uh, Thoughts on Joe Gacy and Harland, a.k.a. Parker Boudreaux. So uh, these are guys that are with NXT. What are your thoughts on them? Well, what I know of them, uh, Joe Gacy is kind of like the the talker. Um, he seems like he's the manager. I know they're both active wrestlers. Harland seems like he's the muscle. Um, yeah. But they have really good chemistry. I actually like these guys. I think they're going to do really well. Yeah, it was interesting when uh, Parker, when he first got signed by WWE, he had this Brock Lesnar look to him. He had the the big traps, and he looked a lot like Brock. And everybody thought, "Oh, is this gonna? They're gonna try to make him 2.0. Well, they Brock immediately, son. yeah, they immediately shaved his head. They immediately, you know, <laughs> shaved his head and gave him a. They took that idea out of anybody's yes. head. Huh? 
So they kind of crushed that with this whole Harlan thing. So it'll be fun uh, to see how they transform. And listen, it's NXT. Whatever they do in NXT, you know they'll change everything once they get to the main roster. Without a doubt, you're right. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. Uh, Diamond Dog Fitness is up next. And he said, how do video game royalties work? Which game did you make the most money for? Was it WrestleMania 19, the video game? Because you were on the cover. Also, how much does the talent uh, take care talent care about being on the cover and their overall rating in the game? Well, all right. First and foremost, uh, if you're on the cover, you're getting a bonus. You're getting a lot of money up front. Uh, not only that, if you're on the cover, when people buy the game, you get more money than everybody else. And um, what was the last question? Um, he oh, said, the rating. Uh, yeah. You want to have a strong rating so the fans play you, so they will demand you for the next video game. So your rating, you always want it to be higher. Uh, you, you definitely want to have uh, the highest rating as high as you can possibly get. Yeah, no, that seems important. And, man, that's kind of a cool thing. You know, Kurt Angle on the cover of a video game. Do you ever see any guys in line coming through getting those autographed? Do you ever autograph any of those videos? Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, WWE bet. 2K video games. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very popular. I would say it's second to the pop action figures. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Up next is Keith Hellebrand. He said, did Cena ever run his raps before you beforehand? And before you answer that question, Kurt, we have an example of one of those raps to share with you. Here we go. So Kurt Angle tried to diss me, but he just came off soft. He's like Siegfried and Roy, and I'm a tiger that's pissed off. <laughs> this is John Cena. It's time to get dirty at no mercy. And you don't want to mess with me. I'm like a prostitute with herpes. Thought he was funny with his midget that he couldn't take his hands off. You want to see a real joke? Have Kurt Angle take his pants off. He claims intelligence. That's impossible. His head is hollow. His t-shirt used to say you suck, but they had to switch it because he swallows. You want to show your true colors, Kurt? And dress up like a chick. And stop acting like we're married. Get the hell off my... At some point in time, John Cena is going to show someone in the WWE respect. Okay, Kurt. So, (laughs) did he ever run his raps past you before he went out there and did something like that? He never did. It was always a surprise, whatever John said. So, he never ran it by me beforehand. We never went over it beforehand. Even when I rapped against him, we didn't even go over it beforehand. We went out there and did our thing. We both knew what we were going to say, but we didn't intermingle with each other beforehand. Cena likes to just do it out there. That's his thing. And what are your thoughts on some of that rapping that we just heard? Is that like, it's a bit offensive, but you know what? Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, the thing is this was in the ruthless aggression era and um, they were still a little edgy. Yeah. I'd say so. As now. Uh, but uh, John Cena was probably the last of that. 
And then he kind of cleaned up his act eventually. Oh, he had to. Yeah. Because then it became, you know, Grant and wishes for kids and, you know, the poster, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the poster boy across America. Make a wish. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is a little different uh, for sure. But, uh, all right. Well, Hey, there you go. There's your answer. You never ran a pass. Kurt, Kurt just sat in the back and took it and thought I'll stiff you later. Seen in the ring. There you go. <laughs> uh, James Grunberg's up next. He says, when you did the moonsault off the cage versus Chris Benoit, did you have any jaw damage that bounce off your chin? Look painful. And Kurt, I have it for you in our last clip of the week. Nice. We're going to take a look at it. Here we go. Okay. So Kurt, what say you, did you, di did you injure your uh, chin on that one? No, I'm a dumbass though. <laughs> my God. Um, I actually knocked the wind out of myself, but, um, on one of those moonsaults, I believe it was a year later. I did it again. I think with Chris Benoit and I blew my knee out and I had to have knee <sighs> surgery. That was in at the end of 2002. And I wrestled Benoit at the Royal Rumble in 2003 for the world championship. I remember that. So this was a little bit earlier. This was in 2001, I believe. Yeah. And uh, this was when Austin was out there and we were trying to impress stone cold. We wanted to show that we wanted to work with them. So yeah. we're doing crazy ass stuff. And you know, what we did, we scared them. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was like, I don't want to work with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> these guys yeah. are idiots. Crazy. And so we had to like tone down our styles and show that, you know, we could work safely and not, be effing crazy and uh you know it was just crazy that stone cold steve austin was um not interested in working us with, with us at this time and that's what we were trying to do we were trying to impress them to say hey i want to work with these guys and it, it backfired on us mm -mm -mm. well kurt uh next question comes from us to from a uh, slovakia 99 and he says besides wrestling what are your favorite olympic sports well, you know what? For me, I like combat sports. So I would say judo, um, uh, boxing, wrestling. Uh, also, I, I do like basketball. And the reason is ever since the Dream Team became eligible, yeah. I'm really interested in that because I love, I love, I, I watch college basketball. I love the NCAAs and seeing these guys go pro and follow them throughout the pros is pretty cool. But to see them at the Olympic Games, you know, they're the best basketball players in the world. It's really cool that they're able to represent their countries and be pro ba basketball players. Do you have a favorite college basketball team? Uh, I, I'm a big Pitt fan. They haven't okay. been that great in years, but um, back in G's in the nineties, they were, they were ranked once, one, twice, two times, two, two different, different times. times yeah. Preseason. And uh, uh, that's when I really fell in love with Pitt basketball. Okay. Very cool. Psst. Who's going to take care of your family. If something happens to you. What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. 
You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms, you're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. Well, Kurt, we move on and adfreeshows.com slap nut to count Kyle ass. Kurt, my favorite matches of yours, most of my favorites, by the way, have you in them, were with Benoit, Lesnar, and Jericho. As someone who is regarded as El Stiffo, out of the Chris's and Brock, who did you come away with from a match feeling the most brutalized from? Okay, up front, I'm the stiffest of the four. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> but Benoit, his chops were stiff as hell. They hurt like a son of a bitch, and you ended up with bruises all over. Gunshots. Yeah, yeah, they were really stiff. Uh, Brock Lesnar, when he threw you, he was so strong and powerful. When you bumped, it hurt like a son of a bitch. But with Jericho, as great of a worker as he was, and he's one of the greatest of all time, that son of a bitch was El Stiffo with the punches and kicks all the time. <laughs> uh, they, they weren't fake. They hurt for real. But but don't get me wrong, Chris Jericho was an incredible worker. I absolutely enjoyed working with him. He was just stiff as hell. Yeah. Well, there you go. And I'm telling you, but if you watch any of the matches he's putting on with Eddie Kingston right now, those two are absolutely brutalizing each other in the ring. He seals, oh. seems like he hasn't lost any of that stiffness. Oh, no, he's sure. still on top of his game and <laughs> El Stiffo as ever. <laughs> uh adfreeshows.com, my push member, Christoph Hankerson asks. I really love how Tony Khan and AEW are using the legends they have employed on the roster, specifically William Regal and the Blackpool Combat Club. I know you had the world's best tag team back in the early 2000s with Benjamin and Haas, but if you were put in that role today, what wrestlers would you want to be in your stable slash faction, and what would you call it? Ooh, that's tough. That's a good one. I'm not sure what I would call it, but I would pick the Olympic Bullies. Gable Stevenson and Chad Gable okay. both have the same name, different first and last names. Well, they're, they're Gable. You know, yeah. One's the first name, one's the last name, but you know what? I, I think that would be the new regenerated, uh, team angle. Okay. And I would absolutely love to manage those guys. That would have been awesome. The Olympic boys. I think you named them too there. The Olympic boys. That, that's a great <laughs> idea. My problem is you can't use the word Olympic. Oh, damn that. your ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Nah, but man, what a stable and Kurt Angle's the mouthpiece of those guys. I think that would be pretty cool. Get it going on social media, kids. Let's get Kurt Angle running his own stable. I Push love it. it. There you go. All right, we move on. And speaking of pushing it, my push member, Drew Landry, says in your Hall of Fame induction speech, you said that you had a meeting with Vince after the 96 Olympics, and you said you couldn't lose to anyone. And that was the end of the meeting. <laughs> looking back, looking, abruptly. <laughs> yeah, looking back, had you not said that and been around to be paired with Bret Hart during his anti-American gimmick run in 97, how different would your career have been? Oh, good question. Uh, I don't know if my career would have been much different, but wrestling Bret Hart would have made all the difference in the world. He's the one guy that got past me that I always wanted to work with, and I've always had the utmost respect for him ever since I watched him wrestle against Shawn Michaels in an Ironman match at WrestleMania. It was incredible, and uh, I knew right then that I felt that those two were the best of all time, and Bret Hart is definitely one of the best in-ring technicians of all time. Mm. 
So true. Uh, I would, who, I mean, my goodness, fantasy booking. I'm sure how many people on their video games, speaking of video games have had Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart against each other. I mean, it's a match made in heaven. It's a dream match. It is. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to Devin Dowling, our buddy. He's a slap nut from ad free shows. You got to love these names. The, my push members, the slap nut members, uh, Devin says, what'd you get the kids and misses for Easter? So what did you get them all for oh, Easter? Well, pretty typical. I got the kids candy and I got the wife flowers and I got them both cards, nothing special, but a nice Easter. Uh, they, they enjoyed it. They ate all their candy. There's nothing <laughs> left. <laughs> I ate a little bit of it too. I'm not oh, gonna lie to you. You got off your I chicken usually go in there broccoli. in the middle of the night. I go in the kids' candies in the middle of the night. I'm a night eater, and that's Are when you? I go crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. The before bedtime has always been the hardest for me. What what my kid look at me every time? Hey, it's so. after bedtime. Yeah. It's waking up and really going and eating. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So like sleepwalking, you're just binging. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. So what about, did you have a nice, did you go out for Easter dinner or were you cooking the ham or like, tell us a little bit about that. Give us the, are we an Italian meal guy? We're trying to learn about team angle. You talking about for Easter? Yeah. Yeah. For Easter. Well, for Easter, we actually had Chinese. Okay. <laughs> yes. We went, we went to a Chinese food restaurant, believe it or not, because right. we knew it was going to be open regardless. They're always open. They never close. No, no holidays. Chinese food is always open for the public. What's your go-to Chinese meal? Oh, my, mine is, um, I, I do steamed chicken and broccoli with white rice, steam rice. I try to keep it low fat. Uh, imagine that carbohydrates a little low. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that I go, I go straight chicken, broccoli and and white rice. Imagine that. (laughs) Come on, Kurt. Where's the fun in that? We need, Uh, there's no fun. That's right. It works for me. (laughs) There you go. All right. Adfreeshows.com top guy, Brad Stanton asks, do you think Chad Gable is getting a good push now? And do you see some similarities between his character and yours? I do believe Chad Gable is getting a better push. I wish he could get pushed a little bit more. Um, but I, I do believe that he is becoming more entertaining. Uh, I do see similarities between him and myself and I'm, I'm really proud of the kid. He's really came out of his shell and he's, he's been able to, uh, show that he has the ability to be an entertainer not just a wrestler, but an overall entertainer and he's doing it and he's succeeding. Yeah, he is. He's got the whole shoosh thing going shoosh. on. Yeah. yeah. He's got that all going and it is, they're bringing out the entertainment side of him. And cause you know, he's got the technical wrestling down, down Pat he, he's amazing. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, all right. Adfreeshows.com enhancement talent, Matt Godfrey asks, Kurt, who's your all time favorite Pittsburgh Steeler? <laughs> wow. That's tough. I mean, that you know, you're talking about so like many mean Joe green, Jack Lambert, Jack, Jack ham, Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth. But I will say that Franco Harris. Franco. Yeah. Okay. He was awesome. He was uh running back for the Steelers, one of the all-time rushing leaders in the NFL. And uh he was an all-pro, I think, at least 12 years. And uh he was incredible. He won four Super Bowls for the Steelers in the 70s. And uh what a team they had back then. You got the statue in the airport, man, right there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know what? Uh, you have a picture of, or you have a statue of George Washington 
okay, who should be famous as hell. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like he did for this country. <laughs> and then you have Franco Harris, and nobody takes a picture with George Washington. Everybody goes to Franco Harris. It's I love it. That's right. And, and the pose he has yeah. is the immaculate reception. That's he, exactly right. Caught the ball down near his feet yep. against the Raiders when they beat the Raiders in that last second play. Yeah, it's incredible, man. And he definitely caught it. People, he definitely caught it. They only want Franco Harris photos. They don't want George Washington photos. That's something else. And uh, and as the Steelers have gone on, you know, you got your Heinz Ward and your Jerome Bettises, and you've had all kinds of fun. You got Dermani Dawson. Listen, uh, you know what? I, I yeah. love the Steelers of the '80s, Steelers of the yeah. '90s, Ben Roethlisberger, oh, yeah. all those guys. Yeah. But I was a big fan of '70s. Mm. That, that's when I grew up. When I was a little, yeah, kid. you were a kid. That's when they had the biggest impression on me. That's cool, man. Oh, awesome. I love the, I love the questions are a little off the wrestling topic. Cause that's how you really get to know Kurt a little bit here more, but, <laughs> get to uh, know me guys, I do. I love it, man. This is fun. Uh, adfreeshows.com top guy, middle kingdom wrestling ass. You mentioned that you wish that you would have had a special WrestleMania entrance at least once in your career with the WWE. So if you had full creative control and an unlimited budget of the WWE, what would a Kurt Angle special WrestleMania entrance look like? And how about an entrance in collaboration with the IOC opening ceremony organizer organizers? That would be, Ooh, that would have been awesome. You know what? That, that is right up my alley. Yeah. Olympic theme entrance. Yes. I would take 50 Olympians and 25 on each side going down the ramp. And I would have red, white, and blue fireworks in a bunch of pyro. The Kurt Angle theme music song playing. It has an Olympic theme to it anyway. That's right. And all these lights, uh, colored lights, everything. And just have an overall just entrance, Olympic theme, nothing else. Just Kurt Angle coming down that that aisle and, and in between all the Olympians. I think it would be an incredible entrance. It'd be one of the best entrances of all time. Kurt, you could dress like a classic Olympian with the, like the wreath, um, around your head <laughs> and like the white toga outfit the on Greeks, <laughs> the Greek Olympians. It, I mean, you could really go all out, you know, full Olympian Might as well <laughs> go through the history. Yeah. Have them carry you down on some kind of a, you know, uh, seat or throne or something. I mean, my goodness, that would have been amazing trumpets playing in the background and just just so excessive that's what it's got to be it's got to be excessive grand over the top but i love definitely that definitely has man. to be over the top You're yep right. yep oh oh all right ad that was a great question by the way uh middle kingdom wrestling i love uh love that one adfreeshows.com enhancement talent thomas falbo asks were were you at the impact zone on the night of the jay lethal rick flair promo if so what was the reaction in the back to the promo that promo was one of the funniest promos I ever saw. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I have. Yeah. It is incredible. Woo! I mean, Jay Lethal was on that night, and it seemed like Ric Flair was getting pissed off. I mean, yeah. it really did. Yeah, I don't know if he was or not. I never asked him, but Jay Lethal was imitating Ric Flair perfectly. It's one of the greatest promos I've ever seen. Some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my so life. So good. It was incredible. I loved it. It was either pissed off or trying really hard not to laugh or a mixture of both. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But Flair realized he was looking at him like, I've never encountered anything like this in my life, in my career. This is amazing. Oh, Jay great. stepped up that night, man. So yeah. good. So good. Uh, adfreeshows.com enhancement talent. Pete asks, 
if he had been born four or eight years later and therefore won the Olympics in 2000 or 2004 instead of 1996, would you have ended up in MMA, UFC instead of pro wrestling? I think he said seeing Stone Cold on TV helped make your decision. WWE was far less popular by 2004. So this is a tremendous what-if question. So, so what if I was born in 1760 and I was part of the Revolutionary War back then? Like, the Redcoats are coming. Man. The Redcoats are coming. I wasn't born later. I didn't compete in the 2000 Olympics or the 2004 Olympics. But if I did, I'm going to be honest with you. UFC became very popular around 2000. That's when Dana White was really, really uh, working the company. And they were starting to make a lot of money and, and getting ratings. And I, I really believe, unfortunately for me, because my calling was definitely pro wrestling, I believe I would have done UFC. I would have went the MMA route. Uh, knowing how popular it was, uh, the way that wrestling was still going up, but I uh, started kind of plateauing at that time around yeah. 2001, UFC was skyrocketing. And uh, so if I wouldn't have, I started in 1999 with WWE. So it was still very popular and it was still going up the ratings, WWE's ratings. Um, but in 2000, 2001, UFC started really kicking ass. And I really believe that my head would have turned that way. And I probably would have went with the MMA, MMA route. Mm. A lot of what ifs there, just like the Bret Hart thing. What if it, what if that would have worked out? I mean, so much we could go back and speculate. And part of it is I get it. A lot of our, our listeners love the fantasy booking aspect of it, and uh, it, it can be a lot of fun when you think about it. Uh, Kurt, it's just that we all. What if I wasn't born yet? Yeah. What if you just weren't born? I mean, then what? <laughs> we wouldn't even be doing a show right now. There's just so much you could do. At freeshow.com, top guy Eros. He has got two questions for you, Kurt. Eros, long time no talk to you, man. Hope you're doing well. He said, during a match or promo, did you ever expect a response different than the one the crowd gave you positively or negatively? You know what? No. Um, you know, for the most part, um, they were pretty dead on. There were a few different times and probably more occasions than not, uh, where they were tweeners, where they were both cheering and booing. Cause, uh, you know, my character a lot of times, uh, was absolutely hated and loved at the same time. So I had half the fans cheering for me, half the fans booing me. And that was most of my career, except the very beginning, my rookie year. The fans absolutely hated me. You know what's really cool about that? Because I see the fans now, and they say, your rookie year, I freaking hated you. Yeah. But I appreciate it now. I absolutely love how you pissed me off back then. It's like, wow, you know, you play with their emotions, and later on in life, they actually appreciate it. It's, it's pretty cool to hear that. Well, you're it's because you're just coming in cold and people are still trying to figure out who you are and what they have in you. But then when they see your body of work, it's like, holy shit, this guy was amazing from the get go. We didn't realize it. Cause we just thought he was leave it to beaver with a wrestling <laughs> slinglet coming in, acting like, Hey, gee, beef, golly, wally. And, uh, you know, so it's like, it was just getting to know you and your body of work and seeing what you can do. And now going back, it's like a whole different layer of enjoyment and appreciation. It's you're absolutely right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very well said, Paul. Well, shut up, Kurt. <laughs> I thought I was being interviewed, not you. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Question number two, during your years as an ignoring talent, was there ever a stable or faction you wish you could have been a part of, even if it didn't make sense for your character at that time? Well, 
the two factions I would have loved to have been part of because they were so badass and freaking cool, NWO and DX. Those two are the coolest factions ever. I mean, yeah. it was really cool to be in either one of them. Uh, yeah. You know, whether it was WCW or WWF. Yeah. And uh, I love both of them. I, I would have loved to be part of that. The good news now, you're still at the appropriate age right now that you could have joined the NWO because that was like the average range range for those guys back then. But yeah, man, you and DX would have was like totally separate back then. You're the good boy, you know. Uh, you see American. me doing this? Yeah, suck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Great fat. Hey, two of the greatest factions of all time. And, and Kurt, speaking of being a part of factions and stables, I know there's one faction you wouldn't trade for the world. And that's your family. And there's nothing more important than taking care of your family than by protecting them with life insurance. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for GoliathLife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Unless you're Kurt Angle, then you're definitely going to need the need for medical insurance. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit GoliathLife.com. And I mean right now. Listen, I've lost two friends in their 40s in the last year and a half, and I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through had they not had life insurance. If you don't have it, get it. Protect your family. And I suggest you go to GoliathLife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance super easy. GoliathLife.com streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers within minutes, and you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick the price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations GoliathLife.com makes buying life insurance simple. No hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. GoliathLife.com is life insurance in your hands, on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in just a few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com. Kurt, we have another question here from AdFreeShows.com. Slap not Justin Bracken. There's Justin's, a lot of slap nuts. Yeah, a lot of slap nuts. Justin's a good old slap nut. I, I like Justin a lot. He asked lots of great questions on different shows, and he said, I know you said you've never been a politician in the locker room, Kurt, but when you came back to WWE and they gave you that GM gimmick, did you argue against it? If not, do you think it would have gone anywhere if you did, or would have Vince just said, God damn, pal, you're my GM? <laughs> well, Vince would have probably said that. But for me, at that particular time, when I went back to the WWE, you can't forget, I left the WWE in 2006. I spent 11 years in TNA. Came back to WWE. I was at the age of 48. Uh, that's not exactly a spring chicken. So when you come back <laughs> to the WWE, that late in your career, and they offer you the GM role, you better freaking take it. <laughs> you don't have any other options. Uh, you know, what they did promise me at that time doing the hall of fame, being the GM and then wrestling. And that's what I did in that particular order. I wish I would have been different. I wish I would have wrestled first, did the GM role and then the hall of fame third, but it wasn't in the cards for me. 
because Vince McMahon, I believe, um, he he forgave me for leaving the company, but yeah, I'll forget. I mean, at this point, Kurt would have taken the damn assistant to the GM role. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're hey, at. I just want to go back to WWE for the fans. That's yeah. all I want to do. I want to go back and retire to say thank you for, to the WWE universe. That's the only reason I wanted to go back. And we're so grateful that you did, Kurt. Seriously. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Uh, adfreeshows.com, top guy. Brian Haremza asks, did Kurt watch any of the NCAA wrestling championships? And if so, other than Gable Steveson, was there someone that caught your eye and that you enjoyed watching? You know what? The NCAAs this year was incredible. Some of these guys are such good athletes. It's like this new type of training, you know, the core training and all the parkour training and all these crazy stuff that they do now. It's made them into a lot better athletes than we were in the in our in our uh, younger days. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was watching and I saw a kid that caught my eye. He was from Penn state. He was 197 pounder. He won the NCAA division one championships. Uh, his name was Max Dean. I think he would have the ability to cross over to WWE. I would like to see that if that's possible. Guys, Max Dean, do your homework, look him up and you heard it here first on the Kurt Angle show when he comes a big star one day. So there you go. And I know my stars. That's right. He does. He knows his stars. And so no, that's cool, man. And, and you never know what could happen. And one day guys could say, Hey, I remember when Kurt angle spotted him. And then there's a wrestling company is going to be like, we need to hire Kurt angle as an, as, as a consultant, <laughs> this guy can pick some talents. Uh, there you go. Hey, it's that's probably what, not going to happen, but that's what hey. Gerald Briscoe did for many years. You know, you're right. You're right. He recruited quite a bit. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, adfreeshows.com top guy, John Hickson. Good buddy. He said, what is Kurt's, uh, Mount Rushmore of collegiate wrestling? And then he shares his mine's Dan Gable, John Smith, Kale Sanderson, and Danny Hodge. So if you had to pick damn good, um, had to pick four guys. Okay. My four, it's almost identical to his, um, the only person I would take out and it's not because he doesn't deserve it, but it's because this other person deserves it more. I would say John Smith, um, Dan Gable, Danny Hodge, and a guy named Dave Schultz from okay. Foxcatcher. Yes. I got shot and murdered by John DuPont from Team Foxcatcher. Dave was the greatest wrestler I ever saw in my life. Greatest technician, most intense wrestler I've ever seen, a badass. And, you know, it wasn't that he dominated. He did dominate, but not as much as the other wrestlers that we're talking about. So, you know, Dave won a world championship. Uh, he might he might have won two, and he won the Olympics. But his brother actually did better. His brother won three world championships and made two Olympic teams. Uh, but Dave was the best. He was the greatest technician of all time. I learned so much from him, and I had so much respect for him. I have to put him in the top four in the Mount Rushmore. What about some of these other guys you mentioned, like John Smith? For those that maybe never really followed amateur John wrestling. Smith was one of the best takedown, art, takedown artists I've ever seen. He had a, a move, a new move called the low single. He would attack really low, right around the ankles. He was so quick, you couldn't catch him. And, and whenever you go to step in to tie up with him, he was already on your foot. He, he had your leg. It was just incredible. And he had this technique called the low single that he dominated. He went through... I believe he won four or five world championships and two Olympics, all back-to-back, seven mm. years in a row. Uh, the only wrestler to do that from the United States. 
So John Smith is definitely up there. Uh, Kenny Monday is another one I would put up there, but not right now. I'm going to go with Danny Hodge, okay. uh, Dave Schultz, um, um, Dan, Dan Gable, Gable and yeah. John Smith. There you go. Ah, good stuff. All right. Adfreeshows.com slap nut. Matt Sandravasi says, uh, Kurt Angle, there has been a big debate over the Ad Free Shows network that Mr. Arn Anderson started, and we wanted to get your, you to weigh in on this. I know there's a big, you're a big healthy eater, and chicken snacks are awesome, but on your cheat day, Arr. what belongs on your burger? Cheese or bacon? Or is it cheese and bacon, or no cheese or no bacon? Like, what do you like on your burger? Okay, that's easy. Come on, Paul. You know this. It's cheese. And you know why? Because cheese is made from milk, and I absolutely love milk. <laughs> you don't know that? Come on. Arn Anderson doesn't want cheese I'm on his burger. Cheese over bacon. Arn Anderson doesn't want doesn't believe cheese should be on a burger. Oh, Arn's out of his freaking mind. Yeah, I yeah, I am <laughs> with you. Milk belongs with everything. That's right. A milk product. That's what you're trying to say. He's putting over yes, the, I, uh, I love it. Yeah, man. Cheese, it, you know, and I don't, I mean, my son is a big time, always wants the bacon cheeseburger. I don't have to have a bacon on my burger, but a cheeseburger. Come on. You know What's what? A, for me, bacon's extra fat. Yeah. That's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, if we want to be ridiculous, go ahead. And I'm, I'm not going to complain. Throw a few uh, pieces of bacon on there. Yeah, why not? Make what, it more delicious. <laughs> so, do you like to have like a little summer cookout and throw a couple burgers on the grill every now and then? Oh yeah, yeah. But I use ninety eight percent fat free uh, ground beef. So there's no absolutely no <laughs> flavor. two grams of there's fat like no juice everything. coming out of that burger. <laughs> oh, no, they're my not. God. It's not. It's hard as hell when you. <laughs> oh eat it. my god! And most of it burns. It just, <laughs> it just burns right away. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh man. I, well, I make sure the meat is charred because when it's charred, there's less fat in it. <laughs> See, there are a lot of tricks and trades to uh dieting. <laughs> yeah, so what do you just pot what do you do to make it taste good? Any trick to a topping or something? Like what do you do to choke it down? Milk? <laughs> cheese. <laughs> yeah, I guess cheese. <laughs> and, and and bread. You know, yeah. that, that's good enough. You don't you don't need all that fat. You have flavors you do, from Kurt. cheese and bread and the burger. The burger, I mean, it's mostly protein, but you know, protein has a little bit of flavor to it. Are you a lettuce and tomato and onion kind of guy? Pickle? Of course, of okay. course. But but no okay. no ketchup because it's sugar. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll have mustard because it's only eight calories per serving. If we could all just live like you, that'd be amazing. <laughs> all right. Uh, Very ad- complicated. No, it's good, it's good stuff. Adfreeshows.com. Slap nut Martin Watchhorn says, uh, amazing show. Love listening to every episode. Hey, thank you, Martin. We are having so much fun doing the show. I, I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but Kurt and I have a blast doing this. So we I appreciate it. that. Uh, he said, I got two questions. Firstly, could you tell us where winning the title versus Bobby Lashley at Wembley Stadium, uh, Wembley sits in your best career moment? So let's answer that first one. Well, it has to be in my top 10. And the reason is I was very late in my career. I was probably 47 years old at this particular time. And to win that world title that late in my career, it meant a lot to me. So I, I definitely have to put in my top 10 of my best matches of all time, at least most memorable matches. Uh, but but that, that's pretty much it. Okay. I, I would say top 10. He goes on and says, secondly, after so many great matches in the UK for WWE, TNA, RevPro, et cetera, what are your fondest memories of working in England? You know what? I've gone over to England a million times, um, had a blast every time. 
absolutely love working in front of those fans. But the year between TNA and WWE, I went over there like four times. I was doing indie shows. And uh, I wrestled Cody Rhodes, Del Rio, uh, Joe Coffey, and Zack Sabre Jr. And I absolutely loved working over there during that time. And the fans were awesome. And you know what? These were indie shows. And there were like 9,000 fans in the seats. It was just incredible. Uh, Though At least ICW was, was that packed. Uh, Rev Pro or WCPW, I think they had about 6,000 fans. So they fill the arenas over there, even with their independent shows. Talk about working with Zach Zaber uh, uh, Jr. because he's a name that has been made the rounds a lot uh, in the Indies. What did you think of working with him? Oh, I thought WWE was going to sign right away. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually uh, surprised that he's not signed by a major company right now because he's that freaking good. I had an incredible match with him. And, you know, I, I was, you know, at that time, 47, 48 years old. And uh, having that type of match with Zack Sabre Jr., I, I knew what kind of athlete he was. He was incredible. And, uh, uh, you know, the the fans uh, absolutely loved the kid. Like, he yeah. was so well-known over there. He's like their he's like their country hero. Yeah. Yeah, no, he absolutely is. And uh, I, I think I know he's done some stuff with some NXT tournaments and stuff like that. But, again, never had that, like you said, that big that big, uh, run or whatever in one of the big companies. So that would be great for him, for him to be able to do that. Uh, our final question this week, Kurt comes to us from top guy Zol Lopez. And, uh, he says, is there a title belt that was more difficult to haul around from arena to arena? Is there one belt that you were like, my oh, God, all the titles were a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, you had to carry those things to the arena, to your car, to the hotel, to the airport, take it through security, take it on the plane. It was a fucking nightmare. Uh, uh, Anytime you were world champion, you had to do that. It was such a pain in the ass. But I will tell you, the heaviest one, the one that was the most pain in the ass would have been the world heavyweight championship. Okay. It's the biggest and the heaviest. That would have that big gold, that big gold world heavyweight. Yes, yes. The big gold on the front. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you also carried the big, what they call the Big Eagle, which is, uh, that was earlier Yes, in yes, that was the first title I won. I love that belt. That was I my favorite it. title. I like. I was going to ask you what your favorite one was as a belt mark. Yeah, that was your favorite one. It was. I love that belt so much. Well, this has been a, a fantastic episode. Guys, listen, next time we have Ask Kurt Anything, please uh, continue to send in your questions and ask these different things. And ask questions as we give you these uh, show topics because uh, this is how we get to learn more and pick Kurt's brain and find out, get a little more insight, a little bit more dirt, as uh, JR <laughs> likes to say, on what was going on. Get to on. know me better. That's right. We want to get to know Kurt better. This is our opportunity from his cheeseburgers, uh, yeah, or whatever they call biscuits by the time they come off the grill, night uh, gorging, night gorging habits, uh, all that good stuff to all the awesome wrestling and Mount Rushmore wrestlers, all these great questions. Uh, but this has been really fun next time. Next time we're together, we're back at it with sacrifice 2007. It's Kurt's first NWA total victory over sting and Christian cage. We're going to discuss his first singles match against sting that ends up being on television, the build to the three-way that is going to be an absolute blast. Anytime you're talking sting and Christian and, and Kurt angle, how can you not have fun going through some of that history? It'll be a blast. I'm looking forward to that one with you. But before we get out of here, sir, you know what time it is. It's time for physicallyfit.com, sir. 
My chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken breast protein, one's plant protein, organic organic plant protein. You go to physicallyfit.com and order yours. There are 11 different flavors. You can use the uh, code ANGLEPOD and get 20% off your first order. Or you can become a lifetime member and get 20% off the rest of your life. Just go on the website and uh, um, uh, check in to be a member and you'll get it off, 20% off the rest of your life. That's right. And you can uh, use the promo code ANGLEPOD for that 20% off as well. If you just want to do a one or two or three time order and it'll take care of you there, but I can't put over the chicken snacks enough. I'm talking about flavors and I'm talking about all the protein you'll ever need and snacks without all that bad stuff that you heard Kurt just articulate. You heard he's not a man of fat. He's not a man of sugar. He's not a man of any of this. No, he likes it lean. He likes it well done. Lean and mean. Lean and mean. And that's how you get to look like the fighting machine, the war (laughs) machine, Kurt Angle. So there you go. Physicallyfit.com. KurtAnglebrand.com. We talked about milk. You can find milk cartons there. What else can they find there, Kurt? Well, milk cartons, cowboy hats. You got uh, autographed photos. You got birthday cards, T-shirts, cameo video messages. You got the whole ball of wax. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com. Order yours. I'll be sending it to you very quickly. Yeah, check it out. That's where you can get those cameo message too, where Kurt's going to do those videos. He does some tremendous videos. You get to see him on his social media as well, putting over a lot of great uh, products and services. Also, wildcatbelts.com. My goodness, Andrew is doing a phenomenal job over at Wildcat Belts, crafting all kinds. Speaking of championship belts, which we were just talking about, there's none better then the American hero, Kurt Angle Belt, is Kurt showing that off right now. Look at that shine, huh? Oh, that's incredible. Quality leather, 24 karat gold plating. This is one of the best belt designs I've ever seen. It's not just because it's a Kurt Angle championship belt, which it is, but because it is really high quality. These guys do an incredible job at wildcatbelts.com. And uh, I'm very proud of this. We have three left. That's it. Only three more. I have one. Paul has one, and a fan just picked one up about a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Three more left, and that's it. Limited edition. That's right. Be in that rarefied air. I love when he brings that belt out because it does have a lot of shine, and it reduces the shine off of Kurt and I's heads, so that's nice. (laughs) So there you go, wildcatbelts.com. And then finally, you got to check out uh, Wrestling Night at the Park for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers with Kurt Angle. It's Saturday, August 27th. You don't want to miss it. It's podcast at the plate. You get to watch the live podcast in the Fox Club there in Appleton, Wisconsin. There are pregame podcast packages available now, so you don't want to miss it. This is Kurt and I are going to be traveling out there. Kurt's going to throw out the first pitch. You're going to get some photo ops and autograph opportunities with Kurt. We're just going to have a blast out there, aren't we, man? Yes, we are. It's right near Green Bay. Is it Appleton or Apple Valley? What is it? It's Appleton, Wisconsin, right Appleton, outside Wisconsin. of Green Bay. Wisconsin. It's right yeah. outside of Green Bay. We're going to be there and uh, hopefully entertaining all of you. That's right. And if it means Kurt throwing me in, uh, you know, throwing me belly to back suplex or put me in an ankle lock submission, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be more than happy to do that. So you never I know what you'll see. <laughs> you'll want to be there for it. You don't want to miss it. But, uh, man, this has been a lot of fun this week. Check us out, adfreeshows.com. You get all this on video, a lot of bonus shows, a lot of bonus content with Kurt and so many others as we continue to grow that as well. But, Kurt, uh, this has been another fun episode. We're going to do it again next week with Sacrifice. Thank you uh, for uh, joining me this week, my friend. 
Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Kurt Angle Show. On behalf of Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you next week right here on the Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.